Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Friday, March 30th in the year 2018. I am at the Spencer Home Studio. And, uh, yeah, I got the, I got the fucking, uh, the night here by myself. I've been working, uh, doing some freelance work. And, uh, pulled a couple hours to that. I had my, uh, my Pizza Hut. My, uh, my Wing Street Pizza Hut location there. <laughs> I like the Cajun dry rubs. You get fired up having that. I'm really into the Pizza Hut. I gotta tell you, living in Spencer, there's nothing else. Well, there's no real chains, but Pizza Hut's one of them. And, um... It's still not as good as Papa Gino's. Papa Gino's I, I miss dearly. But, mm, I guess I'll, I can live with fucking Pizza Hut for now. Uh, yeah, no have to do. Fucking sad note. <laughs> so I wanted to check in. I've been out of my mind working. Um, you know, here I am working on a Friday night. And it's been six, six, seven days a week typically of, uh, you know, at least fucking ten hours of work. More like 12, some days 14. Um, you know, doing my regular office job, doing side work, doing the label, doing the podcasting, doing um, Abnormality, who uh, starts recording today down at Hyann- Hyannis. Uh, Jay's down there right now doing the drums. Um, in conjunction with school, holy shit, there's school on top of that. Two courses, and, um, you know... It gets fucking wild. I can't wait for the semester to be over. I mean, <laughs> I've had no time. This is my winter check-in, and I'm like at least like what, like two and a half weeks, one and a half week into to the spring right here. So, hey, what can you do? Better late than never. I wanted to check in though, you know, just recap some of the episodes that have occurred since the start of the new year. Uh, this is also gonna have a playlist in conjunction with it. Admittedly, I think this has been a really weak quarter for music, new releases and stuff, so I kind of, uh, I mean, it's not like anything I play is bad, but some of it's not exactly, uh, you know, released within this time frame. You know, some of it's a little later from last year, but yeah, you'll hear that another thing. Um, but starting off this year, the first podcast I did was uh, at Ralph's. It was uh, with, what was it, four bands fucking uh, for like a power metal night that we had. Um, it was, uh, a, I can't say these guys, Adamantus, 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 I don't know. <laughs> they were good though. It kind of reminded me of, uh, except like Metal Hat. Like if, if Metal Hat was a little bit more speed metal and you had like some fucking like female bravado like type vocals, you know, a little over the, you know, fucking, that would be it, you know, Adamantus right there. Yeah. Right. Am I saying that right? <laughs> I think they're from Western Mass or maybe Northern Connecticut. I'm pretty sure they're like right off of Route 91. So, you know, that was cool. It was a new band for me to check out. And um, they kick off that episode. Again, it's another roaming interview. Uh, since Ralph's is no longer inhabiting a couch upstairs, I now basically just roam around or, uh, you know, sit down at the back bench and, and do interviews. So. It's been a process of adaptation, walking around, uh, mainly, you know, making sure these mic volumes are good and, and the rhythm uh, of fucking, you know, the interaction is pretty sweet, you know, that, that's, that's really the goal. I don't want to step on people, and, you know, by jerking a microphone away from them and shit, you know, it's one microphone most times. Fucking, I don't even have a stand here tonight. I got my fucking microphone here hanging off of the fucking, uh, the fan. It's like a fucking noose. <laughs> so my talking into it's gonna sound sound a little uh, interesting at times, but yeah. Uh, so also in that episode was Perennial Quest, who is a younger band that is uh, from like the Everett area, North Shore. I think it's like two little brothers there, the young kids, but they shred these. Ki- you know, this is what happens when you introduce Dragon Force to a to a low demographic. You know, uh, the old men in that band are basically they were teenagers listening to um, Dragon Force. You know, during the Guitar Hero and all that stuff. As far as I know, you know. So uh, yeah, check check them guys out. They fucking rip it up. They, they've gotten a lot better since the last time I seen them play too. Um, Golden Hall is also on that. Now, Golden Hall is the real deal. I think this band's really going to fucking do something. Um, as I've hit on in the fucking episode with Matt Coe, and i got to say it again, I just saw these dudes. Uh, they're a fantastic band. They play fucking terrific fucking good songs, fucking work in a crowd. They already have, you know, people are following them around doing this thing. 
I, they just look a little too average to sound that epic. You guys, you got to fucking, your bass player's got it going on. He takes the shirt off and like he's got the metal vest over it, like a denim vest. It's nothing flashy, but it's just simple. You don't got to go up there wearing champion shirts, you know, like fucking, you know, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> fucking get evil, get mean, you know, do something. You don't want to just wear a button-up shirt for that stuff, you know. Fucking, uh, these are Vikings, dude. They they didn't have button-up shirts. Fucking get dirty. Do something. Get dirt underneath your fingernails, for fuck's sake. Do something. Fantastic band, though. Love the guys. <laughs> I'm really, honestly, I think that band's gonna really fucking go places, and I really, I want to see them again. I, I was impressed. It's not really my style at all. I'm, I'm not a huge Amon Amoth guy or Viking folk metal guy at all. Um, but the singer in that band fucking delivers, you know, some real, um, some real fucking grand doise, like, you know, fucking, like, uh, you know, opera type stuff. I don't think that's the right term. But the kid to love is, you know, he's got pipes. He's up there and he's fucking, you know, you know, he's fucking doing that whole thing. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Age of Embers, uh, they were briefly featured on that. I want to get these guys on here again, though, because um, they headlined that show. And I think I only talked to one of their drummer. So that's, that's the way that episode uh, played out. Following up. Direct input. Dip. Dip number 60. Fucking the return of Steve. TMS, as he says now. Terminator Steve. The motherfucker with the, with the the titanium plastic fucking hip, whatever. Titanium plastic, is that a thing? <laughs> um, Steve from Legions of, uh, Legions Ascend. Legions Descend. Say that right, will you? Fuck. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> DMS, as, as he's formerly known, Death Metal Steve. Um, fucking, I love talking to Steve. And I always, always get fucking compliments out of the blue about anything that he appears on. Being like, this guy's the most entertaining motherfucker I've heard in forever. So definitely check that out. We talk about a whole range of shit. Um, you know, that's actually tracked in a fucking uh, rehab hospital in Worcester. So, uh, if I'm, you know, right from the fucking hospital room. So it, it's, you know... It is what it is. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty intimate for you know the whole situation. I, I was really happy with the way that came out. It's pretty fun, um, and yeah. So I, and also his band Legions of Scent has been featured on a previous episode too. I can't remember the name, but just take a look for it. Uh, following up on Dip sixty one was another uh, three band show featuring Chronic Hypersomnia. How about that name, huh? Box cut a facelift. The lads from fucking Fitchburg. Fucking, I like that band. And um, Metal Eater. Metal Eater was pretty fucking cool. Um, they're from Providence. Uh, it's kind of like a barrage of fucking grindy sort of uh, stuff. I, I think they call it Death and Roll, but I, it reminded me kind of like just like, you know, Necrotism Aricacus and stuff. You know, it was pretty cool. Um, I haven't heard much from those guys since though, so let's see what's going on. I know, I think Box kind of came back a week later or... Um, I don't know. I get those bands confused sometimes. Um, the next episode was uh, Dip 62, which is Matt Coe from Dead Rhetoric. And that was a very nice 90, 95-minute chat or so. Just the day after the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. Oh, God. Seen that one coming, huh? <laughs> um, regardless, Matt is fucking OG. I love talking to the elders of the scene. I love talking to uh, writers, especially people who have been doing it for a long time. And, um, you know, I, I think Matt has a very clear, unique, distinct fucking verification with that. You know, the guy's been around through the 80s, growing up in a small town, understands the ethic of putting in work to fucking really, you know, pursue music and fucking after becoming obsessed with it and just, you know, letting it consume the entire life like so many of us do as, as metalheads, you know. It's just a very genuine fucking from the hot interview. I was really happy with that way that came out. Fucking, there's some good talk on there about a bunch of stuff that I've even thought about listening to. And then I ended up fucking going on a tear with all that stuff. We talked about John Nornberg and fucking, um, fucking Axel Rudy Pell. Got fucking wicked into Axel Rudy Pell's Made in Germany album for like six weeks. <laughs> fucking like, it's some of the most douche chilling fucking banter I've ever heard on a, on a CD, on a live album. Oh, it's fucking douche chilling. It's the dude from fucking um, Trans-Siberia. Fucking fantastic singer. But Doers People Live Album. Ugh, it's just like douche chilling. Fucking like, ugh. You gotta hear it. It's on Spotify. Actual movie, pal. <laughs> but anyways, dude, that's a good episode. Matt Code number 62. Get on that one. 
Um, some of the other ones that are featured here. Well, actually, these got bumped out. Fucking, I met up. I had a terrible week back in uh, February. I did three episodes in one week and kind of leaked them out slowly. Uh, the first was with Akultva, who fucking, I was delighted to fucking see. And delighted to go to fucking O'Brien's to check them out. I haven't been to O'Brien's and I can't remember. Um, first ever time podcasting there, obviously. Uh, which is a really small room. So it was a little fucking hectic there. I couldn't necessarily uh, extend more than fucking 20 minutes of interview out of that. Just because, like, you're, like, 10 feet away from, you know, drum checking. You know, like, it's just, it is what it is, you know. But Occulta, if you've followed any of the playlists that I've had on here, uh, I've featured them in, like, two or three of them, I think. Um, definitely my favorite German band, probably next to Defeated Sandy. Ironically, fucking both from Berlin. Um... It, but yeah, guy, I mean, it's fucking black metal, and it's just fucking raw. It's got a little bit of a punk attitude. It's two brothers who was in the band. I think there was like three of them in it at one point or another. Um, it was the first band I think I've had from Germany on, on the podcast as well. So it was pretty cool. Fucking, uh, you know, it, it's t- sometimes difficult to kind of break the ice and fucking develop a real, like, intimate fucking uh conversation with bands from from a different country you know what i mean like they're just you know there's no knock against them or nothing like that it's not their fucking first language they're not fucking you know keen on on you know the way that our mannerisms are and you know and these guys are on tour you know it's like they're down in fucking tennessee and god knows where else st louis you know people talking slow and then they come up here and it's fucking like a goddamn freight train fucking just you know my horrific english just spitting all over the place you know so yeah but a cult of rules i mean they fucking that was one of the best black metal sets i've seen forever that night and um god i I even i grabbed the the set list from the stage i'm a little fan oh (laughs) i tucked it in my vinyl record But uh, it was like nearly all the uh, their most recent album, Night Without End. Uh, the final song that they played, fucking, was it Fields of Fegivers and Plagues or some shit? I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> it's like the last out. Al- it's the last song on the on the full length, and um, it sounds a lot like the Transylvania and Hunga, you know, Metal Milwaukee, but quad droning fucking style. Dude, they fucking beat the shit out of this riff for 15 minutes, and it was amazing to me. I had, like, the most intense, like, meditation fucking up there with my hood on, headbanging, fucking just having a grand old time, fucking high out of my mind, fucking... What a brilliant fucking band of cult was. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> fucking Apollyon played that show, too. Um, I followed up with them later on. Was it two? Yeah, it was the next fucking night. That's why I pulled that off. <laughs> they were doing a tour. They played fucking. Uh, they they opened up. Uh, no, they went on before after fucking Legion's Ascent. Fucking, I'm a one take hit over here. You notice yet? Fucking just fucking let it flow here. Fucking Apollyon. I can't say this fucking word. That band name right? Apollyon. That's how you say it. Fucking, so we sat down in the back of Ralph's. That was a new thing because I gave him two microphones. And they're both, on, but they're on a bench, you know? So, like, it was different. It wasn't as intimate as the couch because, like, these dudes can't even, like, look at each other while they're talking. They have to look at me at the same time, you know? Like, so it was kind of, I don't know. I don't think I'll, I'll do another interview over there unless it's, like, one or two people, you know? But getting four guys on that bench, you know, it's basically the bench with the soundboard is that Steve fucking, you know? Is both. I, mean, I don't know. Just didn't really, didn't really fucking jive too well. Fucking in my opinion. I mean, the band's great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a good episode. But like, you know, the whole atmosphere of trying to fucking be intimate with somebody when you're talking to them, it's not, it's not the best way to do it. Fucking, I'll just sit at the bar next time in a circle or some shit, you know. But, anyways, I do love a pillion. Fucking, uh, the, the, that song Midnight that they play is fucking by far one of my favorite songs I've heard come out of Maine since fucking Hessian did anything. I mean. Well, since Hessian does everything. <laughs> I like Holy Filth a lot, too. Um, but yeah, guy, fucking... Apollyon's fucking pretty sweet. And uh, I definitely think they're worthy of support. I'd like to see this band go a little bit further than, you know, New England, obviously. Get out to the West Coast. Um, they bang. They fucking... They do it all. They're kind of hard to pin down. A lot of people are calling them first wave black metal. I, and I think that works because it's... You know, they kind of have a fearless approach to doing it. But, you know, at the same time, too, they're not really douchey about it, you know. 
you know, leather spikes and, you know, bondage and all that stuff, you know. That, that, that's a pillion. So, worth your time. That's tip 64. Check that one out. Number 65. This was the third in the week that I did. Take a sip of my treehouse beer. Hold on. Hear, hear this. Hear this sip. Oh, that's good beer. All right. Sorry. Tip 65 was with Matavor, Pucarus, Malleus, and Psycho. And that was also tracked in fucking uh, Alston at Great Scots, which is the fucking uh, another like co-owned club, I believe, by O'Brien's. I mean, fuck, I, I haven't been to, <laughs> to like Alston forever, and then I ended up going to two shows there in one week, so it was pretty sweet. Um, that was actually at the more posted ad and Blasphirian gig. And Blasphirian was fucking probably the sickest death metal band I've seen in a long time. Like, because that fucking band just does not give a fuck about being brutal. Like, I mean, they're brutal, but it ain't no fucking, like, in-your-face, like, sort of, like, G-Wig slam shit. Nothing. It's just straight evil motherfuckers. You know, 5XL motherfuckers <laughs> making 5XL riffs. <laughs> you know, like, that's just legendary to me. It's just evil fucking death model. If you like the old Morbid Angel, you like the Domination album and stuff like that, whatever. You know, like, this is what you want to listen to. Your DSide, you like your evil shit. It's Texas death metal, all right? It's, that's the way it should be. I mean, well, from down there, I really like the evil stuff. I like the infernal heat, you know? Like, that's Texas. Fucking make it evil. Make it turn up the hell, you know? Like, that's what you gotta do here. Fucking keep my interest in this day and age. But Blasphirian, I, I keep... I feel like I say that about every other thing in this show, but yeah, they were, like, literally the sickest fucking death metal band I've seen in quite some time. Probably the sickest east of... Uh, with Central Time and East. I'm not going to give them mountain time. I'm not going to give them fucking West Coast time either. But I'll give them Central and East Coast. That was by far the sickest shit I've seen. I can't remember who would be fucking even nearly as sick as that. Desolate actually played. And Desolate does kind of fucking hit them. Like, they're, they're a contender. Desolate's had several sets that have just fucking melted me down. But, uh, Blast Fairy, my God. I've been listening to that band for 12 years. So there's certainly a, a large amount of anticipation Go uh, leading into that, so you know, and I got like every album they ever did, and all these shirts and shit. So I totally geek out about that fucking band. So perhaps I'm a tad biased, but yeah, guy, that, that's a good episode. That's a good episode. <laughs> I mean, it's like half the bands aren't even playing. You know, Mount of War and Cycle didn't even play, and uh, the Pucarist is with the drummer, uh, Sky, who's the bass player's daughter. She's like. 19 or 20 or something and it's like our first time ever playing a show so it's like here we are you know <laughs> it was pretty cool though it was pretty cool um following that I had a couple days off I had a long time off fucking because i've been so fucking busy with school holy shit right everything else i was bitching about earlier uh had two bands no it was actually three bands yeah but it was like two I had face paint. I had two of the dudes some face paint on for like maybe like four or five questions. Didn't really amount to much. But Altar of Ash was on stage when I got to Metal Thursday number 367, somewhere around there. And uh, interviewed them on stage, and uh, which is cool because fucking they're a Worcester band. It's my first time meeting and hearing them. Um, very, you know, it was good. It was good. Fucking they're, they're playing across the street from us now. So it's good to see more Worcester bands. Fucking, you know. Especially Isaac, the singer. I worked with him at Newbury Comics like 10 years ago. So it's like cool to see him come into his own and be singing like that. You know, it's always cool to see. Um, when I walked off the stage there that night, I walked right up to Galatia. Which was uh, honestly one of my favorite fucking little interviews I've had <laughs> in a while. I thought that was really good. Like in, um, the way that all just played out was fucking sick. So, yeah, how about that? Former member of In Dire Need stabbed in St. Lucia, huh? Click to find out. Let's find out. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, so that was cool. That was cool. Uh, and the dude did look like David Cross, by the way, too. Like, a tap player definitely looks like David Cross. I'm, I'm shocked that he made time for his schedule to be there because, you know, he's David Cross. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the latest that is up on the page is Direct Input Podcast, dip number 67, 
with the summoned and the beast of nod uh the summon was cool because you know i've actually never really like talked to fucking um steven and that's that's brian's brother who's produced like fucking 40 episodes with me I'm like <laughs> brian from nutbreak he's been all over fucking nutbreak and shit but we've never actually like kind of sat down and said hey how you doing you know like so let alone be able to walk up to him and just talk to him was fucking terrific. And and Sean was fucking a real hoot there, too. I thought that was a good story that they told about being up at the border and all that stuff, you know. Fucking, you have to <laughs> click, let's find out. Fucking and all that bullshit, right? Uh, the Beast of Nod was up there. I really, I fucking regret missing. There was one line in there that I missed where they talked about fucking putting all their equipment in a box. And I really wanted to say your mom's box. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, I should have said your mom's box. But I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, fuck it. That's another band that I expect big things, things, thing, things, big things from. Because um, they're too serious to be fucking average. Like a golden hall. Uh, any band that gets up there with lights like that and just fucking goes nuts. Fucking, you know, it's not exactly a casual band. Homeboy's got fucking eight strings on that guitar. You know, he plays like a hop. You know, fucking like. It's, it, this band's going places, so fuck it. You better, you better watch out for the Beast of Nod. It's, it's a good show. They've gotten a, a lot better from when we first seen them at Rouse, uh, probably about two years ago. I didn't think they were. Uh, I didn't. I won't say they, they weren't that good. It was just like I didn't like them then. I don't know. I'm not super into the style, but I actually kind of enjoy that show, and I like watching it. Like, they do all the, you know, a little bit of humor in there, and the songwriting has gotten a lot better, though. There's, like, a lot better hooks and shit and, you know, everything. So, yeah, I, you know, give them a shot. What are you going to do here, you know? I'm not going to sit here and bash on bands, you know? Fucking, unless you're Inquisition. Fucking. <laughs> but anyways, that that's fucking Dip 67. Fucking the Beast of Nod. I, I'm like drawn to that logo. I can't stop talking about them. See? Fucking. <laughs> fucking. I don't know. It's a cool band. Honestly. I'm not at all into the tech stuff. I've toured with Beneath the Massacre, Necrophagist, and all that. And it's like. It doesn't really do much for me, to be honest. But watching it, it's fucking cool. I like supporting and seeing good shit like that live. You know, I might not fucking drive around town listening to fucking necrophages but goddamn i'll go see that motherfucker play you know but you know it's as good as advertised for the most part <laughs> anyways well hopefully i didn't fucking jump off a cliff yet fucking with this whole episode christ where are we at fucking how, far, how much longer do i gotta go fuck 23 minutes i had a couple notes here about some shows that i seen recently um oh. <sighs> yeah Jay is in the studio right now doing abnormality. Um, hyannis. I go at the end of April to start recording my bass tracks. Uh, Jay, no, Jeremy and Sam will be in before me doing rhythms and leads. Uh, Malik is tracking her vocals in Prague. I'm not sure what studio she's going to, but uh, yeah, she's tracking over in Prague. Yeah, I can't, dude. Honestly, though, this is the the nastiest fucking album we've ever done. It's by far my favorite thing I've ever done with Adam the Malady. It's eight songs. I don't think I can tell you the title just yet. I have to, I have to back off that. Pump those brakes, huh? Put the put those hazard lights on. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's definitely there's some shit on this stuff that's fucking. It drove us nuts. It's really pushed us to a fucking limit writing. Uh, it's pushed us to a fucking ability of playing. But yet it's fucking comfortable. Like, there's just something about it. It feels right. It feels natural. There's a fucking beautiful flow to it. Um, I don't know. It's The band's never been in a better spot than where we're at right now. Honestly, the band's fucking firing in all goddamn cylinders. And it's just incredible fucking the amount of attention and, and fucking motivation that's been played in these last six months writing this. It's actually been more like fucking eight or nine, to be honest, but... Fuck, I mean, just like real intense shit, you know, like Sam and Jay have been meeting up four or five nights a week, fucking hammering on their shit. Uh, furthermore, too, you know, like there's a lot of attention to just recording, like documenting the, the whole process where, you know, we're like putting fucking live videos of practice tracks into a drive Dropbox and shit like that. So we have them for reference and there's always tabs up and everything. It's, it's totally different, you know. 
the bands, you know, I, I think a lot of death metal bands nowadays, especially the international ones, well, mainly the international or long-distance bands, have that sort of working relationship with, where technology is completely aiding and developing their whole fucking process. And um, I, we're a prime example of that. Our singer lives in Prague. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> I don't know when she'll come to practice, but, you know, she'll be recording the album, so. But, no, I'm sure she'll kill it, too, because she's one of the best in the game. That's by far. But Jay's one of the best in the games on drums. Jeremy and Sam are by far two of the best guitar players, especially with duos going. Fucking motherfuckers play hard. Fucking get at it. You know I'm going to give you 110%. Get up there. Get my whole fucking Cliff, Cliff Burton death metal gimmick up there and fucking bang away for you, so. You know how it is. I'm just stoked to get back out on tour. Like, this whole, like, fucking uh, goddamn wasteland of a fucking semester and, you know, first start of the year with work and everything. It's just such, it's such a trying period. Like, you know, tour is going to be a fucking excellent reward. And um, knocking this album out of the park is really what I'm looking forward to, though, right now. I mean, I'm just, I'm dead focused on this album. And, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I got a new new five-string bass, too. I got a fucking uh, a sub from Music Man. How about that, huh? <laughs> I recorded the last album with it. It was Rucho's bass. So, but, yeah. Actually, we're going down to Hyannis to record this album, and Rucho's going to be mixing it. We're working with a new, uh, well, it's a partner of Rucho's. I don't think, you know, well, the business partner, so to say. But, um, yeah, that fellow's going to be uh, engineering us. And uh, Rucho's going to be mixing it. So we stopped down Hyannis. I think Unearth just got out of there. I don't know what they were doing. Like, what exactly. I know Revocation just uh, finished up an album there, too. Um, like, really not that long ago at all. I don't even know. If, actually, I don't know if they finished that. Maybe Dave. I don't know if Dave's on vocals yet. Fucking Revocation's got their shit together more than any other band on the planet, though. Fuck, when you sit down and look at it. <laughs> Dave's probably got, like, three more albums on the shelf right now. Just fucking waiting, you know, all pre-proed out and everything. Just the dude can fucking produce work, man. Because the guy's a fucking pro. He's a fucking pro, fellas. That's how it works. All right, where are we at here? Um... I did go to two shows in the past week. I actually went to five shows in one week. It was, uh, where'd I go? Fucking for, it was like Ralph's, Ralph's, and then um, I saw a Judas Priest on on Friday in between. It was, uh, who the fuck played that fuck? It was the Beast of Nine. Wow, I'm really on top of shit tonight, huh? That was four days ago, fuck. And last week, yeah, eight days ago, Beast of Nine show. Went to Judas Priest the next night. Went to fucking Seven Spies the night after, uh, which was Saturday. And then went to Malika Patron down in fucking dusk on Wednesday. All right, Judas Priest. Let me talk about how excited I was for that. First off, um, probably my all-time favorite band. A lot of anticipation building up to seeing this whole thing. News of Glenn Tipton with Parkinson's disease is fucking unsettling. It's upsetting, but, you know, so is life. And what can you do? The band's, like, fucking old, you know? Like, <laughs> they've been doing this for 40 fucking years. And uh, their new album, Firepower, is fucking excellent. Um, I, I think that's the general consensus. A lot of people, general consensus, I say 9 out of 10 are saying that it's... Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. 8 out of 10 are saying it's the best since Painkiller. Uh, one out of ten says the thing it's really not that good or weak or whatever. And then there's one out of ten that I actually will say that it's the best since Teen Class or fucking some shit, like, which is fucking a little bit far-fetched. But I definitely saw a few people that were saying it was just, it was, like, better than fucking, like, just as good as, like, Defenders or some shit or Screaming. It's like, I don't know, man. Fucking, I mean, there's some good songs on it, but, you know, it's it's by far the best of, of this century. That sounds so epic, huh? This century, it's only 17 years old. But by far, I... Clearly the best since Painkiller. So, is it better than Painkiller? I don't know. I'm not a huge Painkiller fan, to be honest. I'm really into 70s and 80s. And, um... You know, there's like half that album I fucking love, and then the other I could just... Eh, whatever. You know? <laughs> not huge into it. However, this Judas Priest uh, set list is out fucking standing. Holy shit. And literally, I was standing the whole fucking time. I could not stop moving. Uh, we went to the Palladium... 
spent an arm and a leg to get tickets up there. It was it was a totally different vibe because they actually had like a chaperone that was telling you like what your row you were in and what seat to sit in and shit. And it's always been GA. Um, but we fucking got good tickets. I mean, like I I spent a little extra just to fucking make sure I had these fucking specific locations where it was like like right above the balcony. Sorry to bore you with the demographic tactical layout of the, of the balcony, but it was like, you know, you got your exits on both sides of the balcony, like a wing, and there's a, like, a row of five seats that are just, like, right up against the wall, like, running up the fucking side of, of the building. Um, and, like, you know, there's basically a stanchion, well, not a stanchion, like a fucking barricade. It's a fucking foundation with a fucking railing and all that. You can't put your drink there because it's going to fall on somebody's head fucking 10 be- feet below you because that's the exit. But anyways, I could fucking stand up. I was right on the edge of the aisle. I fucking high-fived with, like, everybody who walked by me fucking because, you know, I'm headbanging and losing my fucking mind. I I literally had, like, a 20-foot walk to the fucking little cooler bar that they had right there so I didn't miss anything. I it was just t- fucking. They played three songs off of fucking Firepower. I took three pisses sufficiently, no line whatsoever. Fucking, I didn't have to drive home. I got so. I want to talk about the set list. I really do. I'm, just give me like two minutes if you don't want to spoil it. All right, two minutes. Fucking. All right. So they open up with fucking uh, the Firepower thing, right? But then they go into fucking Running Worlds. It's like holy shit, guy. Fucking, I've been waiting to hear that forever. All right, and then fucking, it's just this barrage. They go into everything from every album. Saints from fucking hell, fucking Bloodstone, fucking. They did Turbo Lover. Oh, fucking, like, <laughs> fucking losing my mind. I was fucking. I was seriously screaming like a girl, like in some points, like, ah, like just ah, fucking losing my mind to fucking Judas Priest that night, kid. Fucking like out of fucking control. Out of fucking control. And to top it off, they fucking bring Glenn Tipton out. The fucking guy jumps out of the fucking curtain like the fucking Wizard of Oz. And fucking, oh, they play as a fucking, it was a six-piece fucking Judas Priest with fucking three guitars and these metal, metal guards. Where they're all fucking swinging and fucking the marching and fucking, oh my god. Dude, it was the sickest fucking shit I've ever seen. And like, I'm telling you. Fucking anticipation is the fucking buzzword tonight because there was so much anticipation leading up to that and just a fucking hell of a goddamn week. And fuck, man, that was sick. That was sick. Fucking, it was, oh, that was the best fucking Judas Priest set I've ever seen. I thought it was better than Maiden at the fucking, um, at Great Woods last year. Oh, man, fucking hard won the fucking top. Hard won the fucking top. All right. All right, fucking Judas Priest, dude. Fuck. Now we're going to talk about other shit that's fucking not. <laughs> um, take a sip of the Treehouse. This is my last sip because I want to wrap this up. Fucking I want to get to playing you some music. This is Treehouse Julius. This is the sound of it. You should go check out the Treehouse Brewery if you can. And give me a call. Shoot me a message. You're going over there. Maybe I'll meet you for a pint. It's one of the world's best beers. It's like $50 a 12-pack. i got to tell you. But if you like your IPA, oh, you got to have yourself a fucking Treehouse. That's the Julius. All right. Anyways, I get a little patched, you know, a little patched. Just fucking, I, I get triggered thinking about Judas Priest concerts, and I'm just fucking compelled, you know, to drink. I was there last week. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So, couple nights later, went down to Providence. First time I've been in Providence in about 20 months to see a show. Fucking, you know, living in Spence is just different, man. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a solid hour and 15 away from Providence. So, it was great to be there. I love Dusk. If you've never been there, you gotta go. Um, it's just this cozy little brick room. Easy fucking off the highway. Easy fucking packing. Pack on the street. Pack on Harris Ave, please. And, um, but damn, it's comfortable. You can have a beer outside, have a smoke, have a toke. Fucking, it's just nice. And fucking, two bands played that night. That I never ever thought that I would see. The first was Negative Plane. Ugh, wow. IPA. Negative Plane. <laughs> Negative Plane was uh, a revered band. In my, I mean, they've always been revered, but they're just, I, I don't know, like they're fucking weird. Like, you know, they don't have pitches or nothing like that, really. They got, they got actual pitches for album covers, but it ain't like they sit around, like, taking pictures for magazines and having photo shoots. It's like weird, mysterious, satanic fucking. Dark Overlord band, you know what I mean? Fucking, um, but 
fuck, they're weird. <laughs> they're such a weird fucking cool band like that because nobody does it like them, dude. Nobody does that style. And they fucking soak the fucking um, vocals in like a real heavy reverb that just fucking rings and echoes. And it's just so fucking... Ah, uh, it's just fresh, man. It's different. It's totally different. You got to hear Negative Plane. They have two albums that are out. I only have them on the vinyl. The vinyl. Um, but, um, yeah. I don't want to hype them up too much because, I don't know. They're, they're a little bit too uh, too cool for that, man. <laughs> I don't know. You, you had to be there. It was a real treat. Like, I, that band just doesn't play out at all. And let alone they did a tour with fucking Malika Patron. Malaga fucking, this is the band that I played on the fucking, on the last mix that I did, where I'm like, this is my favorite thing of this year, like, top to bottom. This fucking band shows up from fucking Slovakia, fucking Providence. They had no idea this was happening until like a month or two ago. And fuck, these guys don't even speak any English. <laughs> but, oh, dude, incredible fucking set. Incredible fucking set. And especially in that room and all. Oh, it was so cool. Fuck it, a lot of people talking. It was, it was cool because, um, the singer, <laughs> the singer, fuck it. I love these guys. I did talk to them afterwards. They, they speak hockey. They definitely speak hockey. We definitely talked about all the great Czech players, the Slovak players, everything. They actually went to an Islanders game the night before because they wanted to see Halak play. But the dude got, you know, fucking scratched for that night or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, fucking the singer's up there and he's got the sunglasses on, right? And this dude sings with fucking the mic stand and fucking... He's got this It's like this <laughs> Nobody sings like this dude It's so cool <laughs> Like He's just up there fucking Like talking about drunk fairy tales Or some shit in Slovak And like Oh man So but he's got his aviators on And the dude fucking His, his sunglasses fell off his head And one of the lenses like popped out <laughs> So like He picks it up and he's like Suddenly coming to this realization that he's got no more fucking aviators, no more shades for the night. Probably the tour. Who knows? Fuck. He's got like four or five more shows, you know? And um, the dude was like fucking under kryptonite, bro. I mean, he, he was just like, Ugh. <laughs> he couldn't fucking sing. He was like hesitant to even approach the mic. Because <laughs> he sings with a stand. He, he sings a lot with his hands. It was great, you know? But uh, he's, like, blocking the fucking sun with the lights with his hands. Oh. Luckily, some good patron there helped out the Malika patron. And uh, they offered up their fucking aviators. And that dude put the aviators back on. They were a little bit smaller, but he was like, it's just like fucking, it was like, when Mario takes the mushroom, it was just like, duh, 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 like to fucking, he just fucking, <laughs> like totally got wicked, wicked better all of a sudden. <laughs> oh fuck, that band's awesome though. I feel like Venom and Merciful Fate. You gotta check those dudes out. That's a fucking brilliant, brilliant fucking band. Oh man, that was so cool. That was a fantastic tour. Signature riff. Fuck, keep doing that, please. Do that. <laughs> the festivals are great and all but you know I think most of these promotion companies nowadays get really hung up on doing you know festivals and, and just local stuff there's good opportunity in fucking developing relationships with fucking bands where you're booking tours you know like most of these agents know who the all the everybody else is they should be working together to do more elaborate fucking tours like that but God damn, that was a great fucking package, man. Negative Plane and fucking Malakapatran. It's fucking beautiful, man. Damn. Damn. Ah, oh, here we are. I'm going to fucking blow a load all over that. Huh. Jesus Christ. Speaking about blowing a load, Inquisition. Jesus Christ, these guys. They, you know, this fucking band. This fucking band. Fuck, this pisses me off. So if, if you've been living underneath a rock or you're just not into fucking black metal and shit, Inquisition, fucking two-piece band. Fucking, like, the main dude, this dude, Dagon. He's, like, the musical equivalent of being fucking Dagon or Dagon. Whatever the fuck you call him. Fucking... <laughs> I love that. There's a great song by Root where he's like, I am Dagon. Off, what was that, uh, fucking... What album is that off of? It's the one I like. Fucking Jim's yelling at me right now. Fuck. Kygaris. That's the name of that album. Kygaris. That's a good fucking album. That's a good fucking album. Totally off the subject. But yeah, Dagon. Dagon. Um, yeah, so Inquisition, two-piece band. 
Fucking this dude Dagon goes up in fucking Colombia where Inquisition starts as, you know, like a thrash metal type band, right? And all that, 1980, whatever year. And uh guy fucking goes back to fucking Washington because, you know, that's the way life is apparently. And eventually fucking does a string of albums. Am I wrong? No Colors Records or something like that. Um, yeah, like a whole string of fucking albums for them. Uh, listen, the fact is, is that a lot of black metal m- music has always been sketchy, and and I understand that. Um, I I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm not committing to any particular ideology, and yes, I I do like the refs, of course, of course. Yeah, that's why I'm here, is the refs. Um, but yeah, this band's got all you know. There's there's some fucking pretty you know legitimate fucking affiliations with some you know national socialist black metal fucking you know ideas. <laughs> Uh, and that have been demonstrated by this dude Dagon, and uh, so yeah, you know, like this band has caught a lot of flack in in the past few um, years regarding this whole fucking situation. I think around 2014 was it? Was it Metal Sucks or Vice or somebody? I don't know. Somebody started writing about them. You know, Inquisition's basically a Nazi band. You know, that's the headline. <laughs> you know, just labeled like that. Um, it, you know the fact is is that if if you're uh aware of of the tendencies of nationalist socialist black metal um i i think it's pretty clear that you're aware of them because they're fucking forthright and they're outright like about what they're talking about um inquisition never really had that with their music there was one song called crush the jewish prophet or there is one song called crush the jewish prophet and, uh, yeah, talking about Jesus, right? I mean, who doesn't? Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, that article in 2014 is like, well, what's the point of pointing out the ethnicity of Jesus? Sorry, you know, it's just a little... On, yeah, I get that, but I don't know, dude. It's it's not a very strong case that the national socialist. And, you know, the guy's got this other band, though, called, like, 88MM, which is, like, fucking, you know, a reference to fucking... Uh, you know the 88 millimeter gun that the that the fucking Krauts used in the Second World War, and also you know like that the MM is like code for fucking no 88 is code for Hail Hitler, or some shit. I don't fucking you know, but it's like you know this guy's got this noise project called 88 MM, and you know they're all it's the same artist that's making the stuff. So it's like uh, it, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a straw man for me, but. I do kind of respect the angle, but I don't fucking adhere to it, you know? Like, I don't know. I'm not dumb, all right? (laughs) I'm not dumb. But, you know, the fact is that fucking... You look like an asshole supporting Inquisition now, and you look dumb supporting them. Because after all this Nazi shit, after all these fucking accusations, and fucking time spent fucking defending this fucking band, all these people defending the Inquisition around the world, what happens? Well, there's a fucking article that drops in that fucking this guy, Dagon, fucking was convicted of child pornography back in fucking 2007. I mean, this shit's fucking public record. Now, what makes it interesting is that Metal Sucks breaks this this article, and you got all these fucking people up there, all these fucking high-throne, high-brow fucking elitist, try-hard motherfuckers that want to take the Metal Sucks down, you know? And hey, listen, as somebody who's fucking, you know, co-formed a fucking zine, a paper zine in retaliation to the bullshit of fucking, of web zines like, like Metal Sucks can tend to do. Because obviously, I mean, it's not, I'm not embellishing this. They're fucking, it's very clickbaitish. And, you know, they've made a career out of being clickbaitish gossip stuff. But I got to tell you, this article, it ain't that sensational because it's basically fucking court documents fucking in the fucking, you know, in the, what do you call it, in the flesh? I don't know. <laughs> it's just there. It's it's fucking court documents. It's fucking clearly stating the facts. There's links to the fucking public record that you can access and find this guy's shit. Um, so, yeah, this stuff breaks. It's a huge fucking issue. Um, there's a few, you know, I mean, basically 98% of the world's like, yeah, fuck these guys. They're fucking, you know, convicted pedophile motherfucker, right? I mean, you look at this stuff. It's like, he's got... He had like a, he was being charged with having like two thousand fucking images, two thousand fucking images, like shit called like two year old rate while diaper changed, 
you know, like fucking 10 year old um, sucks dad's cock or some shit. Fucking horrific fucking shit, folks. All right. And the fucking guys going on LimeWire doing that. Fucking LimeWire. Like. <sighs> so. And then you got the wife. The wife fucking called it in. The wife, apparently, she. she they showed up there and she's like, no, he wants to fuck me and like dressed like a little girl, like some fucking preteen. I don't know what the fuck it is. She. <laughs> Did she throw him underneath a bus? I don't know. I don't know if this is a bus to be thrown under. Fucking, that's more like fucking just, you know. You should be talking. <laughs> who, who wants that hanging around? I don't know. It's just fucking. Uh, it's so creepy. And you got these fucking idiots out there fucking being like, well, what if they just cherry picked the fucking documents? It's, dude, like, it's fucking out there. Read them. Read them, Sherlock. Fucking get on it. Fuck. Like, all these fucking people. All these fucking people. Like, you want to be fucking F. Lee Bailey or some shit, you know? Like, oh, God. And I don't know. It's just fucked up. Because in the end, fucking, I love fucking, sure, I, I, I support ragging on metal socks and all that stuff. But honestly, you can't. You can't. Fucking, it's a pretty fucking thorough uh, article. If it wasn't true, they'd be fucking getting whacked right now with some serious fucking liability. Uh, but the dude, the dude himself has not denied it. He's not denied it. It's just fucking like, you know, whatever, dude. I don't know. It's just, it's just fucked up. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not like you just fucking stumbled on some Lolita shit surfing around fucking with a boner in your hand. Fucking the guy's fucking, you know, he's fucking downloading 2,000 fucking images off of LimeWire. That's fucking, dude, that's a lot of time, man. It's just fucked up. It's just fucked up. I don't know. So, yeah. There's not too much I got to say about that, really, honestly. No, not that much more. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Seasons of the Mist dropped them, which I think is a, a huge indication of where, you know, where the lie in the stand is. Because, you know, I don't think anybody really wants to fucking, you know, provide money to people that ha exactly haven't necessarily been uh, fucking open with that whole that whole event. But I don't know. Hey, what can you do? Fuck it. That's some evil shit, though, huh? I mean, you sit around talking about Satan all the time, and that, that's what's going to fucking happen. <laughs> you just, you know, isn't there some sort of, like, Kama Sutra fucking word for that or some shit where, like, oh, the love you give is what the love you take? Didn't the Beatles say that, right? <laughs> fucking, you know, it's if you're going to sing... You're going to make fucking eight albums over 20 years, 30 years about fucking Satan and all the hell in the world. Fucking, you know, maybe you are an evil person. <laughs> Why don't you poser start fucking. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just that thing. You know, it's like because it's weird. It, this happens every once in a while where, you know, some metal musician gets fucking rung up for some fucking charge. And you get this real small fucking degree of like people defending it being like oh well fucking black metal's supposed to be full of fucking pedophiles what do you think fucking like you know like <laughs> you get that's like the ultimate politically correct shit to me it's like really like fucking like it, it's a philosophical artistic fucking decision to be a fucking piece of shit really huh okay fucking in the in, in defense of art fucking these fucking people what are you gonna do what are you going to do? I don't know. It's just upsetting to talk about. That shit all broke on Friday, too. And that's why Judas Priest was so cool that night. Because I was fucking just... I was yelling at them fucking metal New England people who were fucking calling me a... Ah, oh, dude. Fucking disgusting. Disgusting. I don't even want to give it the credit. I have received apologies from both of them people. But, um, you know, we need to talk about it. Because I don't exactly think that they've aired that fucking sentiment with everybody else out there. And I think it's important that they, they express that they've apologized to me because they were wrong. And uh, they need to express that to the people who uh, I've been censored from talking to that issue about. With that fucking little Facebook group and all that. So that's where I'm coming from. Fucking. Fucking. Jesus Christ, people. Know your shit, will ya? Seriously. Get your shit together. Stop being a fucking... I'm not even talking about fucking anybody in particular. It's just... This whole Inquisition shit. You just see people around the fucking scene. With social media and how connected we are through globalism. You just see people melting down. And 
the weirdest ways over fucking events like this shit and just, you know, trying to justify it. And I'm I'm just fucking blown the fuck away by it, you know. So, hey, what can you do? What can you do? Not much. So, anyways, there's going to be a mixed cast coming up in just a short minute following up here. Uh, lots of stuff planned for uh, April and May. A lot of shows on the calendar. It's going to be interesting. MDF's going to show up, too. Oh, yeah. You know there's going to be bands coming up here for that. So, yeah. So, most likely, I'll be checking in come June. Hopefully not by July. Not too late in the summer. And, uh, yeah. Overall, the winter wasn't that bad. It really it really wasn't that bad of a winter up here. Probably, what, four, four and a half feet of snow maybe on Spencer for the year. A couple good nor'easters towards the end. Um, yeah. Fucking February was tit. February was wicked warm. Holy shit, it was like 70 degrees in February for like a week. <laughs> We're all gonna fry. Fucking. <laughs> January got wicked. It was colder than Witches Tit and Brass Bra in February. Like the first week, it was just fucking like. It, I think it actually was colder than the North Pole down here than it was at the North Pole. Like that was the fucking fact that they were putting on the news. <laughs> at one point, they were like, it's colder than Mars. <laughs> like, imagine that. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. They, you know, Patriots lost the Super Bowl. I can't say I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't like them in that game. I won't say that they weren't cocky, but it just it felt like fucking um, it, it felt like fucking 2008. It really did, dude. It really fucking felt like it was a seven year. The perfect season. What I'm talking about, the you know, the Super Bowl fucking game. Fucking treehouse over here. Fucking. But no, it's just it felt like everybody in the world was locked on us. And I get fucking nervous when that happens because that's just not right. Fucking <laughs> the Patriots are the best when they're the underdogs, you know? I think many teams are the best, and that's the Eagles. Fuck. How about that guy with the Aladdin suit talking at the Rocky fight at the art museum there? What's his name there? Fucking, uh, uh, whatever. Go watch that speech, the epic Super Bowl speech. Fucking wake up in the morning, fucking put your shoes on, hearing that guy fucking yell at you. Fucking, I'd be, I'd be running out of the house fucking fucking run to work probably fuck <laughs> anyways hey thanks for checking this out thanks for hanging in there and listening to this for uh 52 un- un- uninterrupted uncensored unedited fucking minutes of fucking uh of talk yeah guy that's me that's what i do i appreciate your support like i said can't wait to get in there and do this fucking abnormality album hopefully uh hopefully should have some tour dates to talk about fucking in- come summertime i hope i hope fuck Killing me. I gotta get back on the road, man. Fuck. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, thanks for stopping by and enjoy the mix.